Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This story happened in April. A week before Easter, several years ago, I was 17 years old back then. My parents were away for the weekend, so I invited my best friend Haley to come over for a sleepover. While waiting for Haley, I turned on the TV to pass the time. Suddenly, my dog Max barked at the door. Max was a friendly dog and rarely barked like that, so I was quite surprised. I opened the window curtain to look out. Gosh, there's a man right on the other side of the door. I couldn't see his face clearly because it was dark, but he was wearing dirty clothes and a bunny mascot on his head. His creepy look gave me a shiver. The stranger just stood there, facing the front door. Then, suddenly, he turned his head towards the window. Only then, I realized that he was holding a sharp axe in his hand. Our eyes met. I was so scared that I quickly closed the curtain. Then, the pounding from the man as well as Max's bark got even more fierce. The doorknob was twisted repeatedly, but since I had already locked it, he couldn't do anything but leave. I was still shivering, hugging Max behind the door. Just a few minutes later, I heard a car drive into my block. Luckily, it was Haley. She seemed so calm, so I asked, Did you meet anyone on the way home? Haley didn't understand what happened and shook her head. When I told her about it, she burst out laughing and said, Haha, <laughs> you're such a coward. Maybe it's some Easter freaks trying to tease you. Phew, maybe she was right. Haley brought a lot of snacks for the sleepover. We watched movies until late at night before going to bed. Before going to my room, I didn't forget to check the front door. Locked! But as soon as the TV was turned off, Haley turned to me. I listened. Gosh, the footsteps again. I looked at Haley, and she nodded, indicating she heard the same thing. The footsteps bounced from the back of the house. He's heading to the kitchen door! I trembled. Oh no. I was going to let Max out for a while and then lock the door. So I forgot. The kitchen door is not locked. <laughs> <laughs> 
fast as lightning. The shadow of Bunny's head appeared in the window, and just like that, the knob was turned, and the door was wide open. Run upstairs now! Go, go! As I was frozen with fear, Haley shouted. I held the phone and carried Max to the bedroom. Haley and the Easter freak were just a few steps away from me. My mind went blank. I dashed into the bedroom. When there was only the last step left, Haley tripped on the last step and fell to the ground. I was about to rush out when she jumped up and yelled, Lock the door! I'm going to your parents' room! I did as she said, latched the door, and also heard the door close from my parents' room. Trembling, I dialed 911. It's 911. What's your emergency? Please help us. There's a murderer. Then I suppressed my fear and read the home address to the operator. But at that moment, I heard Haley's voiceless scream. Only then did I remember. In this house, only my bedroom door had a lock. I heard an axe hitting the floor and Haley screaming for help and crying and screaming, <laughs> but my whole body stiffened, unable to move. And then everything fell into an eerie stillness. I could even hear my heart pounding in my chest. Ram, Ram, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. No! The door to my room suddenly attacked. I accidentally turned on the speaker to hear... The police will be at your address in a minute. Try to hold out. The bunny man must have heard it too, because he stopped destroying the door. Then he turned his back and dragged the body of Haley, my poor friend, out of the house and disappeared in the dark. Even though I was the survivor, I had been traumatized for a long time. And that was why I ended up in a mental hospital. Good job, Lila. You are now eligible for hospital discharge. If you need anything, just contact us. <laughs> no, Lila! No, 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 Lila! Ah! at this swanky restaurant, all geared up for my blind date. You're gonna have a great time, my friend had assured me. Just relax, Ethan. But as I waited at the table, my heart wasn't in it. I hadn't signed up for this circus of dating, but then again, it was high time I at least tried to have a normal life. Just as I was contemplating escaping through the kitchen, I heard a voice that sent chills down my spine. It was raspy, tinged with the faintest hint of something vaguely familiar. Something that made my stomach twist. Ethan, I looked up and froze. There she was, Amelia, the woman I'd loved, the woman who killed me in another life. 
looking as radiant as the day I'd last seen her. Uh, Amelia! What are you doing here? I'm your date. Surprised? That's an understatement. I muttered, trying to keep my tone light, but I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. A blind date with Amelia. So, Ethan, tell me about yourself. Oh, there's not much to tell, really. Just your average guy making a living. And relationships. How do you feel about them? Depends on the relationship. For instance, how do you feel about dating someone while you're already in a relationship? I beg your pardon? I mean, isn't Ashton your boyfriend? He is, but... He... But he doesn't pay attention to me. And that justifies cheating? No, it doesn't. But it's complicated. Isn't it always? I think it's better if we end this here, Amelia. Wait, Ethan, I... No, Amelia, you should go back to Ashton. Or maybe find someone else. Someone who actually deserves you. With that, I walked out of the restaurant, leaving her behind. And as I walked, my heart pounded with a new resolution. I would take down Ashton. Not just for me, but for Amelia as well. Ethan? Claire's voice resonated with an unforeseen gravitas as I picked up the phone. Mom, what's up? We need to talk about your position in the Sullivan Empire. You know I'm just an investor, right? Ashton is the one gearing up to take over. I'm aware, but I've been keeping tabs on you, Ethan. I see potential, resilience, qualities that this empire needs. What do you mean? Ethan, I've decided to transfer a portion of my shares in the company to you. Ashton. Ashton had his chance. It's time we explore other options. The survival of our investments, our legacy, depends on it. Dumbstruck, I scrambled to process the gravity of her words. This was a game changer. Thank you, Mom. I'll, I'll do my best. I believe in you, Ethan. Make us proud. With that, the call ended. The revelation hit me like a bolt of lightning. I wasn't merely an investor anymore. I was a substantial shareholder in the Sullivan Empire, with enough clout to challenge Ashton. The prospect was daunting, yet exhilarating. I could almost see the storm brewing, ready to sweep Ashton off his feet. He had no inkling of what was coming his way. It was time for a change, and I was at the helm of it. Man, have you heard the latest stock report? Brad, now my best friend and confidant, called me up one morning, his voice teetering between excitement and disbelief. Why, what happened? I asked, attempting to hide the amusement in my voice. By now, my carefully calculated moves were starting to yield results. Sullivan Empire shares! They're soaring, Ethan! It's like someone just pumped a whole lot of life into that sinking ship! That's interesting. You don't understand, Ethan! This is massive! Whoever is behind this, they've practically taken over the Empire! All the major decisions now, they're being made by this, this unknown entity. With a smirk, I leaned back in my chair, letting the silence linger between us. The pieces of the puzzle were finally falling into place. But isn't Ashton? Ashton had a shot, man, and he blew it. Spectacularly, I might add. But Ethan, that, that would mean you? Right in the bullseye, old friend. I'm now the new power player of the Sullivan Empire. You're, you're incredible, Ethan. You did it. You really did it. Still a long way to go, Brad. But the ship's course has been corrected. In Ashton, he's gonna get a taste of his own medicine. I'm with you all the way, Ethan. Ashton won't know what hit him. I ended the call, a newfound determination stirring within me. My past life as Mason, a cog in the wheel of the Sullivan Empire, now seemed like a distant memory. Claire and I, as substantial shareholders, had taken the reins, and with my strategic planning, the Sullivan Empire was finally seeing a resurgence. It felt good, not just the power and wealth, but the vindication. I'd returned as a powerful CEO, 
the Empire almost within my grasp. The once dismissive glances in the boardroom were now replaced by looks of respect. And Ashton, his unease was palpable, his position threatened. The prodigal son was finally home, and the reckoning was only just beginning. Listen, Ashton, I understand there's been some misunderstandings lately. Is that what you call it, Ethan? I've been hearing quite a lot about you lately. Really? I'm flattered. Sarcasm doesn't suit you, Ethan. This isn't a game. This is business. You've been disrupting the chain of command. I disagree, Ashton. I think I've been... improving things. Don't you find it a little more exciting now? Exciting isn't what I'd call it. You're turning the company upside down. And for what? To prove a point? No, Ashton. I'm not here to prove a point. I'm here to make a difference. A difference you've been unable to make all these years. The line went silent for a moment, air thick with tension. Watch your tone, Ethan. This isn't some petty squabble. You're playing with fire. And you've been sitting on a powder keg. You've been comfortable for too long, Ashton. Maybe it's time someone stirred the pot. Is that a threat? No, Ashton. It's a promise. See, while you've been sitting on your ivory tower, I've been doing what's needed. And the funny thing is, your loyal staff, they seem to prefer my leadership. You're a snake, Ethan. But remember, you're playing in my territory. No, Ashton. I believe it's your relatives who are playing in my territory now. The ones who thought they could simply discard me? Funny how things turn out, isn't it? The silence that followed was almost deafening, but the satisfaction I felt was immeasurable. Ashton and his clan, they were mere puppets now, dancing to my tune. They had thrown me out, and now, I was their boss. The hunter had become the hunted. Ashton's power was waning, and mine was just starting to rise. Listen, Ashton, there's something else you should know. Really? More tricks up your sleeve? No tricks, Ashton. Just the truth. And trust me, the truth can be far more dangerous. Get to the point, Ethan. I know about the Ethan Project. What are you talking about? Oh, you know very well what I mean. The little experiment you thought you could keep hidden? Did you really think I wouldn't find out? Ashton was silent, and I could almost feel the wheels turning in his mind. You're lying. Am I? Would you like to take that chance, Ashton? Because I'm more than willing to play this game. Remember, Ashton, every action has consequences, and it seems like it's time for you to face yours. With that, I hung up, leaving Ashton with his thoughts. The truth was out. The game had changed, and now it was my turn to lead. The phone buzzed again, this time with Brad's caller ID flashing. I answered on the first ring. Brad, we need to talk. Well, good evening to you too, Ethan. Something tells me Ashton's conversation didn't go too well. You could say that. I told you, didn't I? Snake can't change his scales. Enough with your proverbs, Brad. We need to plan our next moves. Right. Sullivan Empire. I've been doing some digging. There's a board meeting in two weeks. That's our chance. Then that's when we'll strike. We're playing with fire here, Ethan, Brad warned. If this goes sideways, it won't. We have to be smart about this, Brad. Play our cards right. Brad sighed on the other end of the line. All right, I trust you. A hefty sigh spilled out of me as I settled into my plush office chair. Ashton's turned into a slippery eel, Brad. I can't seem to get the upper hand. That's the thing about eels. Slippery they might be, but they're still confined to their pawns. Ashton's pawn seems to be expanding by the minute. If we don't act now, we will. You know, I've been looking into the operations of the Sullivan Empire. A lot of deals, a lot of contracts. But there are a lot of weaknesses, too. Weaknesses? Yeah. You see, Ashton's been playing fast and loose with the company finances. There's a particular deal with a tech firm, suspiciously overvalued. Which one? Hawkeye Tech. 
Ashton's been shoving funds their way for a project that's still theoretical at best. And that's our chance. We expose the deal. Ashton's credibility is shot. The board will have no choice but to reconsider their loyalties. 100%. But Ethan, this is risky. If Ashton even sniffs that we're onto him, I know. But it's a risk we have to take. Ashton's greed is his weakness. And it's about time we exploited it. The conversation extended into the night, with Brad and me brainstorming strategies and countermeasures, hypothetical situations and potential challenges. As the minutes rolled into hours, a concrete plan started to take shape. A risky plan. Yes, but a plan nonetheless. I'd always known that this battle would be uphill, but tonight, it seemed like I'd found my footing. For the first time since my return, I felt in control. I leaned back in my chair, my mind whirling with the upcoming events. One thing was clear. Ashton had messed with the wrong man. And now, it was time to show him what it meant to cross paths with me. As the city skyline basked in the glow of the moon, I couldn't help but smile. The board meeting was going to be a game changer, and Ashton wouldn't know what hit him. The night was heavy with anticipation, the impending clash echoing in the silence. But as I closed my eyes, a single thought overwhelmed the rest. Ashton Sullivan, your downfall is coming. Sometimes, I would look up the tall skyscrapers as I walked down the city streets begging for money. I used to live in one of those. I used to have a view of the ocean, a concierge, a doorman. I tipped my valet well, and he was a friend of the family. But that all feels like a lifetime ago. Now, I'm alone, penniless, washing car windows and begging strangers for change for a living. It all started when I met Chelsea at a charity gala. She was the prettiest girl in the room, and I was the richest one. Hi, I'm Drake. I just thought I'd introduce myself, seeing as we'll be married soon. Chelsea laughed at my cheesy line, but it worked. A year later, we got married at a cathedral in Spain. We flew our friends and family over. We had a ceremony filled with luxury. A whole orchestra, ten pairs of swans, white flowers bedecked the whole place. And yet, as soon as the wedding was over, all Chelsea did was complain. I mean, sure, Bali is Bali, but isn't it a bit uninspired for a honeymoon? Half the people here are Australians. I wish you'd have taken me to Switzerland or Cape Town. You're Drake Nathans for crying out loud. All of Hollywood is at your feet and you take me to Bali? She said this as she sipped on a $100 drink while lounging on a yacht next to a private tropical island. Chelsea's appetites were insatiable. She bought everything she fancied. Five years after our wedding, there were still clothes, bags, and necklaces that she bought with my money on our honeymoon that she hadn't even worn once. Chelsea quit her job the moment we got home and became a professional leech. All she did was attend celebrity parties and flirt with guys twice her age. She complained that I didn't give her a big enough allowance and didn't buy her expensive gifts. Meanwhile, she used my card to go on shopping sprees and to treat her girlfriends to lavish vacations. When she had our kids, the spending only got worse. She was never home, and I had to take care of the kids myself, even when I was filming. The kids loved it, though. But one day, I came home and Chelsea was gone, and so were the kids. My paintings, my statues, my cars, all gone. My safe was emptied, and the bank account was drained. I heard she ran off with some young model she met at a party, and no matter how much I spent on private investigators, they couldn't find her. 
I wouldn't have minded being poor if I had my kids, but she took them, and she didn't even care about them. Then, she had someone deliver a message. She would only give my kids back if I sent her money. Lots of it. I sold what I could. I borrowed from the bank, but no matter how much I sent, my kids never appeared. I worked as much as I could, but the financial hole Chelsea left in me was too vast. And soon, I was deep in debt. The banks took my house, they took everything that I had left, and I became a pauper. I had to live on the streets. It was tough at first. My friends tried to help, but Chelsea told everyone I was a bad father and that I did unspeakable stuff to her. Nobody believed me when I denied her lies. I was alone in the world. People who passed me by would recognize me and insult me. They would take photos and make memes about how low I sank. After a while, people moved on, and the world forgot about Drake Nathans. The only way I could really make money was teaching self-defense in martial arts classes. It was at least one skill from my acting career that could make stable money. I was on my way to interview for a job when I saw a commotion break out. A girl wearing copious amounts of jewelry was running down the street, and three crooks were running after her. They cornered her in an alley, and I ran through traffic, dodged and jumped over cars just to get there in time. One of them already had the girl in his grasp. And don't move. If you come any closer, she's a gonna. You don't want to get tangled up in this, homeless guy. Run along. Here's a dollar. The guy tossed a bunch of coins at my face, but I caught one and threw it back straight at him. While they were all shocked, I swiped the first guy with my feet and he fell to the ground. I elbowed the other one in the gut and he doubled over. And then I ran at the wall and used that to jump behind the third guy. I grabbed his arm and put it behind his back. The girl was free. You're safe now, miss. Suddenly, ten guys in suits came rushing towards us. Two of them grabbed my arms and pushed me to the ground. Princess, are you alright? Princess? Shut up, you lowlife. Do these guys hurt you, princess? Hudson, call the cops. We'll need to investigate who's behind this. I, I'm sorry, but the guy you're holding down, he's not with them. He's the one that saved me. Suddenly, I was being helped up. The guys apologized, and the princess asked if there was anything she could do to thank me. That was when one of the guards recognized me. Holy, that's Drake Nathan's. Dude. Drake Nathans? Who's that? The princess drove me to her mansion in the city, and she had someone bring me fresh clothes. She housed me in her guest house and fed me, and when I had rested, she summoned me to her room. She had spent the whole night watching all my movies. She listened to my story, and she pitied me. And so, as a reward for saving her, she made me her personal trainer and martial arts instructor. I taught her judo, and there were times where her face would come so close to mine and she would grab my arm to disarm me, and it made all the maids watching us blush. One time, she lost her balance, and her lips landed on my neck. I had goosebumps all over, and we both jumped back in embarrassment. Hands off her, you! I looked around and saw the princess's fiancé. Aren't you being too comfortable touching the princess like that? Oh, he didn't mean it. I... I fell. Nevertheless, a peasant shouldn't be touching a princess. You should make him wear gloves. You, servant, go fetch me some tea. The princess and I have something to discuss. But the princess's lessons are unimportant compared to the royal wedding. 
I was dismissed, and that night the princess came to me crying. She had no desire to marry Kirin, especially because when they were young, Kirin told her she was ugly. But now that she was going to be queen, he used his family's influence to get engaged to her. Nobody liked the guy. Even the guards would have hit him already if he wasn't a lord. He treated everyone as if he owned them, and I didn't want the princess to end up with a guy like that. But princess, I can't do anything about it. I'm not a princess. I'm just Kate when I'm with you. You make me happy. You're the one I want to marry. She took my face and kissed me. And for three long, infinite seconds, I felt heaven. It wasn't just in my head. She was in love with me too. See? You can do something about it. If you love me, take me with you. You have to take me out of here. I didn't want to put Kate's life in that position. But when I overheard Kieran confess that it was him who sent those thugs after Kate, everything changed. Kate's safety was at stake, and I did the one thing that I knew would protect her. We ran. And for months, Kieran's thugs hunted us. Kate and I sent coded messages back to the palace to tell everyone we were okay, and our guards gathered evidence for what Kieran did. One night, while we were in one of our hideouts, the stars were so beautiful that Kate and I decided to go for a walk on the beach. The waves were so tall, and the boats were camouflaged, so we didn't hear them approach. Suddenly, we were surrounded by Kieran's thugs. I fought them off one by one, but I was running out of steam. Kate began sobbing from hopelessness, and just when I couldn't fight anymore, a bright light shone on us from above. Soldiers rappelled down the beach, and one by one, Kieran's thugs were apprehended. Princess, I'm so glad we got here in time. We were saved. The palace couldn't prove that Kieran had had bad motives, and so they basically used us as bait. But it all worked out in the end, and Kieran was taken to prison. Our story became a spectacle. The whole world wanted to know our stories. Someone even made a movie out of it, starring me. Finally, I was back in Hollywood, and my stardom was restored. At the movie's premiere, I felt someone grab my arm. I was pulled back, and immediately guards surrounded us. I looked back and saw my ex-wife behind the barricades, and she had my kids. They were all grown up. We lost it all. Ran, ran out of money. I've been raising them on my own all this time. Please, please help me. Sir, do you know this woman? I looked her up and down and then I smiled. No, I don't know this woman. The Chelsea I knew would have never worn a dress with holes in them. She would have worn makeup and she would have had jewels everywhere. She might claim to be my wife, but she's not. Those are my kids, though. Let them in. Chelsea begged to be let in with our sons, but I just ignored her. I'm sorry. Take me back. We can be married again. I looked at her one last time. Marry you? When I have a princess as my fiance? Kate showed everyone the sapphire ring I gave her. And as the paparazzi cameras flashed all around us, we kissed. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.